I think we think we want to see these people who have it all figured out and have it all together and, and that we can just sort of let them tell us what to do when in the end, what we really want are authentic characters that feel like us, that don't always know what we're doing, that don't have it all figured out so that we can watch them figure it out along the way and we can see ourselves in that journey. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. This is Spiritually Ever After, the place where Disney meets wellness and spirituality. I'm your host, Kitty Pakman, spiritual mentor, licensed therapist, and major Disney person. This is the place where the magic of spirituality, self-awareness, and personal development meets the magic of Disney. You are safe to be your full magical self here. Now let's dive in. If you love Disney and you love love, then this episode of Spiritually Ever After is for you. I'm your host, Kitty Pacman, and this is a Valentine's bonus episode where we're going to be talking about Disney and Pixar couple goals. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rank my top 10 Disney couples and talk a little bit about the relationships and which ones I think are healthy and what I think they could probably do a little more of. And I totally know that my list is not going to be the same as everyone else's. And so I would love to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear who did I skip out on? Who should I have included? Who did I include that I didn't need to put there? How would you do it differently? So if you don't already, I invite you to follow me on Instagram and TikTok. So on Instagram, I am spiritually underscore ever after. And on TikTok, I'm spiritually ever after. Follow me, shoot me a message, or comment on this post when it goes up. Let me know what you think. Who did I forget? Who are your favorite couples? If you don't know, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And the reason that I went to school specifically to become an MFT was to work with couples, which of course is funny because I no longer work with couples. I don't actually enjoy it. Or who knows? You never know what will happen in the future, but... I really just have always loved love, like romantic love especially, and so to talk about couples today just felt really fun, and to bring this to you as a surprise on Valentine's Day so that you can just be in the magic of Disney relationships. So once I'm done with these 10, I'm also going to give some honorable mentions, and we're going to talk a little bit about some Pixar couples. There really aren't that many Pixar couples so would love to get more of that but I felt like I had to mention it especially because there's two that just need to be mentioned and I'm curious if you can guess which ones they are just from that so let's dive in starting at number 10 I have Nani and David from Lilo and Stitch so Nani is Lila's older sister and throughout the movie it does seem like they're not necessarily a couple until the very end or maybe not an official couple but it's just so sweet the way that David really supports her looks out for her and it's just is willing to be there in whatever capacity she'll let him even if she's not ready to call it a real relationship yet He's helping her find a job. He's, you know, he's stepping in to help with Lilo, but he's not doing it. He's not stepping on Nani's toes and he's not doing it in a way as if Nani can't do it. It's just like 
he's inviting her to see that she deserves the support and she doesn't have to do everything alone, which is definitely a lesson that I know I've had to learn over and over again. And I'm sure a lot of you have as well. So I think their relationship is a really sweet one. And I think with these newer movies, we see the characters have a lot more depth and they really feel like more like real people compared to some of the older movies that really just had kind of singular plot lines. So I really, really like Nani and David. I think they're really sweet together. So number 10 is Nani and David from Lilo and Stitch. Number nine is Ariel and Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. These two are very, very cute together. I think they just have that natural chemistry. I wish that they talked more. Obviously, a big chunk of the movie when we see them together, she can't speak. So we don't get to see how they would verbally communicate. But I do think that speaks to their ability to non-verbally communicate. Um, but I do wish that we saw more of that because it's hard to say how good their relationship is if we don't actually know how they'd be communicating. Although, again, just based on the way that he communicates with her when she can't speak is, I think it's pretty good. Um, there's the scene when Ariel first gets legs and Eric saves her and he says that he knew it was her, but then he doubts it because she couldn't speak. And it's kind of like, well, why would you assume that just because she can't speak right now, she would never have been able to speak to be able to be the one singing. But I, again, I wish that we saw more of them talking and, you know, really getting to know their relationship. If so, it probably would be a little bit higher on my list. But number nine, Ariel and Prince Eric. Number eight is Mickey and Minnie Mouse. I had to include them. They're the classics. I think they really complement each other well. They just look so cute together. But again, we don't know a ton about their relationship. Um, I don't know. It, it feels like even though they're often together, we don't actually get to, to know them. And I was going to say as people, but they're not people. They're mice. So, yeah, it's interesting how Mickey and Minnie and, you know, all of those classic characters are obviously their, their faces are everywhere. And yet we don't know that much about them. Again, they're not as deep of characters and they're not having as deep interactions as a lot of the newer characters. So number eight, Mickey and Minnie. Number seven is Mulan and Li Shang. So I, I've had a sort of an interesting relationship with this movie. It was not necessarily one of my favorites, but I've watched it a few times more recently and it has grown on me a lot and just watched it recently and found out that Li Shang is voiced by B.D. Wong. And I love B.D. Wong. He's from SVU. He's in Nora from Queens. He's in a, a lot of things. B.D. Wong is awesome. So that made me really happy to find that out. I love that Mulan and Li Shang start out as friends. I think that always gives a really good foundation for a relationship. Although <laughs> this relationship, and we're going to see this as a pattern, it's based on a lie. And a lot of Disney relationships have some sort of aspect of that where one character is lying to the other and usually lying in a big way, right? And this Mulan is pretending that she's a man so that she can fight in the army and then he finds out that she's a woman. But I do also really like that we see that they each, they save each other's lives. And so because Mulan was able to save his life, he spares her when they find out that she's a woman. And they have a really cute kind of moment at the end of the movie, but 
again, I think they're a really cute couple and um, I would like to see more of them. I, I need to spend some more time watching Mulan because again, it's really growing on me recently. Number six is Hercules and Meg. I love these two. I think they have a really good dynamic together and I just love how much he loves her and how he's so unashamed of it. He just, he just doesn't, he wants everyone to know like how much she means to him. And yeah, it's really sweet. Again, we see that based on a lie, right? She is having to work for Hades um, and, you know, it ends up working out. But again, the beginning of their relationship was based on a lie. Um, and the, I think the fact that he, at the end, chooses to give up being a god, chooses to give up being with his parents just to be with her, when that was really what his goal was the whole time, was to be able to reconnect with them. And then he realizes, you know, he says that life would be empty without her. Like, this is what he was looking for. So really, really sweet. And I Won't Say I'm in Love is one of my all-time favorite Disney songs. So I really like Hercules and Meg. So number six is Hercules and Meg. Number five is Aladdin and Jasmine. Another really cute relationship. Um, I think they really push each other to be better, which is really cool. But once again, based on a lie. And if you think about it, it's pretty manipulative, right? That Aladdin uses these wishes to to become rich and to trick her into thinking he's a prince so that she will marry him. But it works out and they make a very cute couple. And, and again, of course, we find out that Jasmine didn't actually want to marry the other people that, you know, the other suitors that were being brought in anyway. So it kind of works in its own, in its own way. But again, in a, in a creepy, weird, conniving way. <laughs> Number four is Simba and Nala from The Lion King. My favorites. I love them so much. I think they have such a cute relationship. And I love, again, that they were friends first. Although we do see when Zazu mentions that they are betrothed. And they're saying, you know, like, ew, that's gross. She's my friend. I could never. Well, we'll see, right? We'll see what happens when you get older. That, can you feel the love tonight scene? Especially when you see Nala with those seductive eyes. Just gets me every single time. I just love it so much. Uh, but I just think they really work well together. They really respect each other. And, you know, he really sees her as his equal, which is really, really refreshing. Number three, we have Rapunzel and Flynn Rider from Tangled. They are so cute. I love them. I love their relationship. I love that she is able to be so playful with him. And I love by the end how we see how much he's really embraced it and he's going with it. And in that scene when the song Kingdom Dance is playing and they're just kind of like having fun throughout the kingdom. And he, there's a moment where he's just like watching her like in awe of her. That's really cool. But once again, based on lies, right, he's trying to get out of taking her. He's bringing her to this scary bar to try to convince her to give up. He does not actually want to have to follow through. Um, but and actually is also based on the lie because he his name is not actually Flynn Rider, which, of course, is a really sweet moment when they think they're going to die. And he admits that his name is actually Eugene Fitzherbert. And so it's they're both able to really kind of let their guards down and. You can tell that it, that it's just a really good connection. I really love them so much. It's so, so sweet. And of course, the ending of this movie, the fact that he knows that she could save his life, but he chooses to free her instead. 
and then of course that brings him back to life so it's just it's so good and the adorable line when her hair turns brown and he says did I ever tell you I have a thing for brunettes so good and of course the music in this is so good because it's Alan Menken so I love that I really like Tangled and I really like Rapunzel and Flynn so number three Rapunzel and Flynn Rider all right so number two is Prince Naveen and Princess Tiana from The Princess and the Frog I know I've talked on here a, a bit about them and I just did in the episode on black representation. I just think they are such a good couple. They're so good for each other. They are very much this opposites attract, but in the best way possible. They really push each other to grow. And I think about that scene when Tiana's teaching Naveen how to cook and how to cut up the vegetables and it's so sweet. And it just, again, they feel like a real couple and that, you know, he helps her come out of her shell and have fun and loosen up and dance. And it's, they're just really a really good couple. And they're a really cute couple as frogs. They're a really cute couple as humans, but they're also a really cute couple as frogs. I love that he's willing to make sacrifices to help her get what she wants. And, you know, that, that it ends up being their, their restaurant together is just so good. I'm excited for that to come to Disneyland and hopeful that we'll get some some more than just Tiana's Bayou Adventure in Walt Disney World because I love Princess Tiana and Prince Naveen. And then our number one couple, probably no surprise given who I've already said, but for me, it's Anna and Kristoff from Frozen. I just think they are the best of the best. They really feel like a real couple. They not only were they friends first, but in a way they were kind of partners, again, with like a mutual goal first. And it really, really works for them. They have such a strong, solid foundation and they really build on each other and work together just really well. I think what's especially adorable to watch is they're kind of, they both have this like naivete to them and they're really figuring life out together. And that's just so refreshing to watch, right? It's not, I think... I think we think we want to see these people who have it all figured out and have it all together and, and that we can just sort of let them tell us what to do when in the end, what we really want are authentic characters that feel like us, that don't always know what we're doing, that don't have it all figured out so that we can watch them figure it out along the way and we can see ourselves in that journey. And that is Anna and Kristoff to a T. I just think they're so adorable and you know, the in the first movie, the act of true love, where when Kristoff realizes, you know, that he has to go back and he has to save Anna and tell her that he loves her. And you see him, you know, him and Sven both like really risking it all. Sven almost drowns in the freezing ocean. Um, or I don't know if it's the ocean, whatever that body of water is, but it's you can just feel it like how important it is to him and it's just really sweet to watch and then I love in Frozen 2 all of his attempted proposals and then the lost in the woods scene is just really really cute I really like Anna and Kristoff so number one Anna and Kristoff from Frozen so again I'm curious to hear what you think about my list do you disagree who did I forget um and again, like I said, I don't have a lot of those older prince and princess couples because I don't feel like they are really deep relationships. Um, I also refuse to rank Belle and the Beast, even though I love them. 
because this is about healthy relationships and that is not a healthy relationship. He is holding her captive. That's not even a relation, a romantic relationship, right? Like that's, she's literally like his slave. It's bizarre. Um, but again, I do love them. So that is why they're not on the list. And some honorable mentions uh, that I do really like are Aurora and Philip from Sleeping Beauty, Pocahontas and John Smith. I wish that they ended up together, but I guess actually maybe they do in the second movie. I don't remember, but I know that the, the you know Pocahontas ends with him going back to England, which I guess he needs to because he got shot or stabbed. I think he's shot. I don't even remember. It's been a while. I need to rewatch that one too. Um, but they are cute and they have really good chemistry. Tarzan and Jane, they're so sweet and so cute. And again, another movie that I really need to watch again soon because it's been a while. The Duchess and Thomas O'Malley from The Aristocats. I love that movie. So Aristocats has some inappropriate references and racial, you know, things that back in the day, I guess, were okay, but now very much are not. Um, but I will say that the Duchess and Thomas O'Malley are really, really cute and they just have a really cute relationship. Lady and the Tramp, of course, with that classic scene with the spaghetti. I feel like you have to mention that when you think about Valentine's Day. And then Sally and Jack from The Nightmare Before Christmas. They are really sweet. That's another movie that I didn't grow up really liking and watching. I don't think I had even seen any of it until a few years ago. But my brother-in-law really likes that movie. So it's now kind of entered our rotation. I don't know about you, but we almost don't know if we're supposed to watch it at Halloween or at Christmas. I'll say I could watch any any Disney movie any time of the year. It doesn't matter. But um, but I understandably, my family is like, okay, well, is it a Christmas movie or is it a Halloween movie? When are we supposed to watch this movie? So those are my honorable mentions for Disney animation. And then getting into Pixar. So Pixar definitely does not have nearly as many romantic relationships. And they're not the focal point of pretty much any of the movies, um, except for a few of them. And there's two in particular that really stand out to me as really, really memorable, really special relationships. And then there's a few that I'll just kind of give mention to. So the two that really stick out for me are Wally and Eva from Wally. They are just so cute. And it's one of those things that when I first heard that, I don't remember how long it is, but that some big chunk of the beginning of the movie, there's no speaking at all. There's no people. There's no you know conversation. I was not sure how I was going to feel about it. I absolutely loved it and I love their relationships. So they're, you know, basically two machines. So you wouldn't think they would really be able to communicate. And yet it shows how there is communication that's so far beyond just verbal communication the way that we know it. So they're just a really, really sweet, really sweet relationship. And the ending gets me every time. It's so cute. Oh, it's so good. So if you haven't seen Wally, definitely give it a chance. My other one from Pixar, that's a, that's a big one. And it's, I think it's a pretty obvious one these days. Ellie and Carl from Up. Again, talk about a tearjerker. It gets me every time. At this point, I listen to Married Life so much that I no longer cry every time I hear it. Definitely still cry sometimes when I hear it. But that used to be the case. It used to be like as soon as I heard those first few notes, I was starting to tear up thinking about them. They just have such a cute relationship. And again, we see them grow up together and... It's one of those movies that as you grow up and you lose people and you kind of move through those life cycles, it just hits you in the feels and you start to understand 
a little bit of Carl's grumpiness and the, you know, just his attitude in general. I just think it's such a cute movie and it, it just goes in a, a direction you wouldn't necessarily expect it to go in. Um, but it's, it's just, it speaks to that you can live many lives in one lifetime. So it's just really, really sweet. And I think also we see how it's not just romantic relationships that can be really meaningful to us. So Ellie and Carl from Up, such cuties. And then the other ones that came to mind, but I don't think are necessarily that much to write home about, Buzz and Jesse. I think it's a very interesting choice that they had them be a couple. I don't know. At first, I wasn't totally sure about it. Now I kind of like them together, but nothing nothing too special. And similarly, Woody and Bo Peep. I think they're cute. I think they're fine. Um, but it's not super memorable. And I'm curious. I just heard that they are coming out with another Toy Story movie, I believe. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that one. From Coco, Hector, and Mama Imelda. I love them. Obviously, they are not together for most of the movie. But... It again, there's just a lot of depth here. I love this movie in general. I probably need to do an episode just on Coco soon because I just love this movie so so much. I think it's so well done. The music really supports it. The um, music from Coco was done by the Anderson Lopez couple who also did the music for the Frozen series. So music is really really good. Um, but just something about Hector and Mama Imelda's chemistry and the way that their story weaves throughout the movie before we know what really happened with all of it is just really good. So it's really well done. Hector and Mama Imelda and Coco are, are definitely worth worth a mention. And then last but certainly not least is Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible. I think they're really cute too. And um, I when I was doing some research for this, they were one of the ones that I hadn't thought of. But when I saw them, they just made me smile thinking about it. I really like Elastigirl. So I think they're fun, a uh, fun one to mention. So those are my mentions for Pixar Couple Goals. Again, I'm really curious to hear your list and to hear what you think differently than I do. So shoot me a message or comment on one of my posts. Let me know. Um, tell me who's your favorite couple. Tell me which couple can't you stand that everyone else loves. Tell me which ones you think are underrated. I want to hear your thoughts. So happy Valentine's Day. Please leave us a review if you can, either on Spotify, Apple, wherever it is that you listen. And again, if you have ideas for future episodes or if you would want to be on as a guest, shoot me a message. I would love to hear from you. But otherwise, I will see you real soon. Thank you for being here and listening. If you loved it, leave a review and or share and tag me. I would love to connect with you. I'm spiritually underscore ever after on Instagram and spiritually ever after on TikTok. See you real soon.